Good morning, Fullerton. Here are your headlines for the last week of June 2022. Number one, Orange County Power Authority faces leadership crisis, calls for audit. The Orange County Power Authority, the region's new energy provider, is facing a crisis of leadership and a call by the Irvine City Council to audit the agency. OCPA is a community choice energy agency that was established to give member cities a greater mix of renewable energy. Currently, OCPA's members include Irvine, Fullerton, Huntington Beach, Buena Park, and unincorporated areas of Orange County. OCPA CEO Brian Probolski filed a whistleblower complaint on May 31 against board member Dan Kalmick and former board member Mike Posey, who are also Huntington Beach City Council members, alleging that they violated various public meeting laws in a conspiracy to out Probolski. Since the beginning of OCPA, Probolski, a politically connected figure in Orange County who has served as chief of staff for three OC supervisors, has been criticized by climate activists and others for lacking experience in the field and facing ethics complaints when he worked for the county. At a special meeting on June 14, Irvine City Council voted 4-0 to conduct a comprehensive audit of OCPA. Irvine was the founding member of OCPA and fronted the initial cost of the agency. Notably, Irvine Council Member Mike Carroll, who is the chairman of the board of OCPA, was not, was not present at this special meeting. Number two, city adopts water use restrictions. To address the ongoing statewide drought, Fulton City Council adopted new water use restrictions on June 7th for both residential and commercial customers. These restrictions went into effect on June 10th. Here are some of the restrictions listed. No watering lawns on Sundays. Even addresses water on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Odd addresses water on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. No watering lawns on all days between the hours of 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. No using a hose to wash down paved services such as sidewalks, driveways, and parking areas. All leaks from indoor and outdoor plumbing fixtures shall be promptly repaired must use a shut-off nozzle to wash a motor vehicle. To learn more, visit www.cityoffullerton.com. Number 3. Turning AR-15s into art. A Fulton resident decides to act. Semi-Art Omatic is a project founded by Fulton resident Kai Ping Lu that destroys AR-15 semi-automatic rifles and turns the gun pieces into works of art. This project exists as a direct response to the epidemic of gun violence and the fact that guns are the leading cause of death among U.S. children. In the face of helplessness and grief at the loss due to gun violence, Semi-Art-O-Matic is a tool to act. Acclaimed artist Robert Holton opened his studio for the premiere in June at Drizzle Studios in Anaheim. At this event, Lou cut another AR-15 live. In honor of the children and educators who lost their lives in the recent school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, the rifle was cut into 21 pieces. Number four, city may end agreement with cultural arts providers for Hunt Library. Fulton may end negotiations with two cultural arts organizations regarding the future use of the Hunt Branch Library. An agenda item prepared by city staff for the June 21 meeting recommends that council terminate all lease negotiations with Heritage Future and Arts OC. After the publication of the agenda, council decided to continue the item to a future meeting to give stakeholders a chance to weigh in on the issue. 
Following the work of the Hunt Library, ad hoc committee with Save the Hunt and community art activists, Arts OC and Heritage Future were chosen by the city in 2020 from eight other applicants to do community outreach and prepare a proposal for possible uses of the Hunt for literacy, arts, and culture programs. This was after the city had secured over $5 million in state funding to revitalize the hunt from efforts by Assemblymember Sharon Quirk Silva and State Senator Josh Newman. To read more, visit www.fullertonobserver.com. That is it for this week's headlines. Next, we have an interview with Jay Williams, Executive Director of OC United. Today we have Jay Williams with us, who is the Executive Director of OC United, and I'll let him introduce himself. So thank you for being here today. All right, cool. Well, it's great to be here. Looking forward to it. So my name is Jay Williams, as, as was stated, and uh, I'm the Executive Director of OC United. Uh, we're an organization that's been, been operating for seven years now. And Prior to that, I served as a pastor at one of the local churches in the community, mm -hmm. and I was there for 16 years. Mm -hmm. And my role in that church, my title was Compassion and Justice. Mm -hmm. So my role was helping our faith community to engage in the needs and opportunities that were in our local backyard. Mm -hmm. And so, so that kind of led to, to me starting Love Fullerton and, and even OC United. Right. And, and for those who don't know, what is OC United and what purpose does it fulfill okay. in the community? Yeah. So so as I stated, so my my role was I was working as a pastor trying to mm -hmm. help our faith community engage in meaningful ways in our in our community. And and that was my job. And so so one of the first things we did was we actually started Love Fullerton mm -hmm. and. And this was, a, this was a collaborative event where we were right. working with multiple faith communities. We were working with the city. We were working with local businesses. We were working with um, Cal State Fullerton, Fullerton College, um, and anybody that wanted to come and participate with us. So the first thing we did was this collaborative event in our community. Right. And, and kind of out of that event really grew... The, our heart and desire to to be fully invested in our city. So I, I came to realize after a certain period of time that that some of the dreams that I had and things that I wanted to do in the community um, were going to best be served by starting a separate, but maybe connected nonprofit. So I was mm -hmm. connected. So the OC United was launched out of the church, but we mm -hmm. were independent of the church and we had an office downtown in the community right. and all of a sudden you know maybe some of the barriers that I had had experienced before were removed now everybody was willing to play with us and and partner and work with us and so just a lot of doors opened up mm -hmm. um, because of that partnership um, so the mission of OC United who we are is we work to prevent the, the healing and prevention of trauma mm -hmm. through restorative relationship and whole person care. So that's our, right. that's our mission. So the problem that we're addressing is trauma in every corner and every right. place of our community. So we're a trauma-informed organization that, that fully believes that, that that's the challenges that we want to meet. And we meet that through restorative relationship and whole person mm -hmm. care. And... And so then everything else that flows out of that, um, out of that mission. 
Right. If that makes sense. It does. It definitely does. Um, could you give a few brief examples of what services are currently being offered through OC United? Yeah. Yeah. So when we started, I, I think I think we were looking at what are the needs that we saw in our city. And mm -hmm. one of those needs was homelessness. Right. So this city has had for for a number of years that's it's had. And, and if you were to talk to a city worker and say, what is the biggest challenge that we face in our city right. and homelessness? for a number of years would have been one of those things was at the top of the list. And so I knew as an organization that we wanted to be a part of the solution and we wanted to participate in some way. But to be honest, when we started, didn't really have a clear plan and this is what we're gonna do. So it was gonna be, we wanna be a part of the solution in some ways. And, and so we got started and, and one of the things that became pretty evident when we opened one of our, the first local shelter in North Orange County, which is called Bridges at Kramer Street. Mm -hmm. They wanted us to bring a program that was called Jobs for Life, and it was a workforce development program. So it was working with men and women who needed to find employment and hopefully to, to get back to work and hopefully with the goal and the dream of becoming independent and being able to provide for themselves. Right. So we started this program jobs for life at at this county facility and we've mm -hmm. been doing that ever since so we've been operating probably six years and i think mm -hmm. we've done probably 14 classes where we've offered this into in local shelters in the community so that so that's one of the initiatives another mm -hmm. area that we stepped into is working with aged out foster youth mm -hmm. so through our faith community we've been running a camp called royal family kids camp Right. And this is a camp for foster kids ages ages six to eleven, mm -hmm. and uh, we had we had did that for many many years, and then we started a teen camp as our kids started to age out of this little program that we had mm -hmm. the summer program. Then we started running a summer camp, and then and then we began to address the issue: what about what happens to these kids when they turn eighteen mm -hmm. and they emancipate from the system in a sense? Right. And and so one of our dreams was to be able to provide wraparound services and care and support and even housing for mm -hmm. aged out foster youth. So that was a dream. Um, believe it or not, it's it's happening. We've probably, since we started, I think we've had 28 kids mm -hmm. that have gone through our program that have, that have graduated and moved on. Our right. partners are Fullerton College, Cal State Fullerton are mm -hmm. among some of our closest partners. Um, so foster kids, aged out foster kids in particular, mm -hmm. have come to us through those two through those two schools, um, the school refers them to us saying, hey, these kids need housing, they need mm -hmm. other support. So we've we've been fortunate to be able to work together. So that's one of our big initiatives. We provide case management for these kids, mm -hmm. housing, and we just, restorative relationship means we're deeply right. in partnership and surrounding them in every way we can to try to help them to have the skills they need to become independent. And we're just getting ready to put out some a piece of communication that's talking about 11 of our most recent graduates. Mm -hmm. And they kind of during COVID and to present time, we've just launched all these kids where they're now in their own independent housing. Mm -hmm. They have full-time employment. Right. Many of them graduated from either trade school or from, from Fullerton College or even with a university with a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's, it's really a huge piece a success stories for right. us of a pretty amazing 
resilient kids that that we've been privileged to walk alongside. Right. And all this work has been done, you know, in under a decade since yeah, since yeah, United is, has yeah, been. Yeah, this wow. is a short window of time. That's very impressive. So we work and we work with homelessness. We work with aged out foster kids. Mm-hmm. We're also deeply embedded in the Fullerton um, area here, specifically in Southwest Fullerton. Right. So we've been partnering with a school called Valencia Park mm-hmm. Elementary School. We run after school programming there. We've been doing that. I think we just this year in the six graduating mm-hmm. six, the sixth grade class that's graduating to become junior high students. We realized that these kids have been with us since they started, since, mm-hmm. since they were first graders. And so now, now we're, they're transitioning with us and they're going to be with us in our team program that we have. And, and so, right. so anyway, so we're involved in an after school program mm-hmm. um, at this one school. We're hoping to expand that. Mm-hmm. So there's a, we're, we're in a partnership with the school district to uh, operate this program in the school. And we're, we're hoping to expand that in the future. Right. Um, we also, in that same neighborhood, we have um, one of our staff persons, her name's Gabby Garcia. She's from the community. She's mm-hmm. been a community organizer in that community, trying, trying to empower the local residents to identify the challenges that that particular community is experiencing and then really empowering them to make the changes right. that they see and empowering them. So, so the issues that they were addressing was high crime and juvenile delinquency and mm-hmm. so so for four years we've been working with this group of folks empowering these these families to make a difference in their community and so that's been a real exciting right. process for us so so believe it or not there's one yeah. more area that we're yeah. involved with and we're involved in and we run support groups for women coming out of domestic abuse mm-hmm. so so that started in the in this area as well, started in our office facility originally. Then we moved into the police department. Mm-hmm. They have a community room and and this group of women were meeting there. Now they meet in our place during COVID. Right. And when the police department was shut down, they they've transitioned and so they're now meeting in our space. So mm-hmm. so we weekly provide a support group for women coming out of domestic abuse and and uh, that's now in the in our Latino communities as well. And and so we're we're very right. excited about that and, and the role that we get to walk alongside some amazing women that that we get to walk through their journey of trying to help them to, mm-hmm. in many cases, leave abusive relationships and, and find health and healing in their own in their own journeys in their own life. And and so so those are kind of the the four big broad initiatives mm-hmm. that we work in. I know it's a lot. Oh, it's definitely. Um, and you're covering such a, a vast array of problems in yeah, Fullerton. it is. And trying to, you know, um, solve it through its own yeah. methods. Um, and, so. and for us, we would say that at the core is is trauma, that they've all experienced right. trauma. So in all our places, we're trauma-informed. And we believe mm-hmm. in this process of restorative relationships. So a deep connection. We're going to walk with you. We're not going to just offer this program. We're going to live life with you and walk alongside you right. and and uh, then begin to introduce resources to help address mm-hmm. social, emotional, spiritual, um, physical challenges that, mm-hmm. that, that they're facing. So, right. So it's a long-term commitment that you make to these people. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and those these 12 kids that were telling the story that our foster mm-hmm. kids is it's a long story. It's a if you right. if you were to talk with our individual caseworkers and you know as we we could tell the stories about each kid and and we've watched the growth as they 
is they came to us and kind of we just get to be in there. It's a long and it's a long game. Right. And, but that's what we believe. That's what we're about. Right. So. That's yeah. what's effective, right? Yeah. If you were just Absolutely. there for two months and then you yeah. leave, then it doesn't yeah. work the same way. Which, which is back to the beginning, why we started this in the first mm-hmm. place. Under the umbrella of the church, we would often we were offering programs and and <clears throat> events and that kind of thing. But to become, if you're going to be deeply embedded and walk mm-hmm. alongside that, that takes that's a different process, and and so that's essentially why we started OC United because mm-hmm. that's what we wanted to do would be so right that's very impressive and to talk further about some of the more programs in May of this year Gilbert Community Center had its grand opening yeah um could you briefly talk about what's new and yeah. upcoming with that yeah so a part of so part of what we call our neighborhood initiative which mm-hmm. is where we do our after school programs and where Gabby has been doing the community organizing mm-hmm. so in that community, we were part of a grant with St. Joseph um, Providence, and, mm-hmm. and it's a four-year grant where they're teaching us to be community organizers. And they're teaching us not just to run program, but to begin to look at systemic issues that are keeping right. a community stuck in, in some of the challenges and brokenness. And so really, um, this was something that was stretching our organization to look at justice issues. How do we how do we look at policies that mm-hmm. that need to be addressed? What are are there things that are keeping people stuck? So, so that kind of a, was a was a huge growth process for us. And so, in the midst of that, we began to recognize we wanted to have a place in the community where where these families and these and these empowered residents could meet and could call their own place because they didn't have a place like that. Mm-hmm. The park that was in the community was uh, had 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 a long history with with um, homelessness in the community. So a lot of the residents in the community didn't feel like they could go to that park and be in that park. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to have a place. And, and so we began looking for a, a location right. and and then during COVID, the city shut down the Gilbert Community Center mm-hmm. and eventually came to us and, and asked us if we would be interested in operating mm-hmm. um, our program out of this facility. And we, of course, were like, oh, this is amazing. It's mm-hmm. in that same community and it connects us to another school and mm-hmm. and to another community. So we said yes. And then it was kind of a long waiting process. Right. Um, we actually operated in there for close to a year before it actually, before our official um, right. grand opening. They were mm-hmm. letting us operate out of there and run programming out of there. Right. But but on the grand opening was a great celebration for us to say, man, this is a place where mm-hmm. we're invested now. So we, we started a teen program there. Uh, there was a lot of teenagers from Valencia Park School and Orange Thorpe School and Nicholas School that that had gotten acquainted with us through mm-hmm. some of our programming. And and so pretty soon we had like 30 kids that were wanting to hang out in this place and didn't have a place to do that. So mm-hmm. we started a team program there. Right. And and so, and we also are, are offering, we're going to be offering ESL classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a class working with diabetes, so health issues and, and you know we've got lots of dreams for for the program. We run a summer school program out of there, 
in the month of July. Mm -hmm. So we'll have 70 to 100 kids that will be in that park and in, in our community center there. Mm -hmm. So it's a great space that, that's got a great, a great future ahead for that community and really trying to empower the community. What, what needs do you see? What do you, where, where do you want mm -hmm. to see in this place? And so we have this group of empowered leaders that are in there that are kind of helping dictate and say, what, what do they want to have in the space? So we're, we're grateful for the partnership with the city mm -hmm. where we, where they essentially let us use this facility. We pay for utilities right. and, and, uh, Right. And so we had a mural painted in there. I don't know if you've been by there lately, but we had a muralist in our community that came and offered to to do this mural. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw pictures and it, of and it. it stands out. And when you when you drive down Orange Park, you see this mm -hmm. place. So people want to know what's going on over there. Right. It just kind of was like a magnet, inviting people in and drawing people. Mm -hmm. And our kids, our teens, got to be a part of painting that mural on mm -hmm. they, so they were included in the design as well as the mm -hmm. uh, the installation of, of right. it. so we're so we're really proud of that and, right and it's a great so, initiative and i i'm very excited to see the future of the yeah. community center and what's more to come yeah. um now we mentioned love fullerton briefly uh, earlier in this conversation what are some reflections because for this year it's yeah. an annual event it's already yeah. happened what are some reflections from this year's love fullerton project yeah, so Love Fullerton is something. So when I was when I was one of the pastors at a church, mm -hmm. so I for years did a serve day event with our church, and it was a big church. So there would right. be a couple thousand people, and we would mm -hmm. and we would do two days, eight hours a day. So there was a big time, a big work time frame. So we could right. accomplish a lot. And then and then I did a, an event in our community. Um, it was actually the, a, a, a women's transitional shelter mm -hmm. in our city. And we did it in partnership. I think there were three churches and our, and our police department, and we did this mm -hmm. together. And after, after that experience, I said, I'm never going to do this alone again. And I, <laughs> okay. I came across this, this Love Our City model. It actually mm -hmm. started in Modesto. We started in Love Fullerton nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And so... For me, um, it's just become this great collaborative entry point for people. It's right. it's this chance for people that want that care about their city. They want to give back in some way. Mm -hmm. They want to they want to contribute in a positive positive way for the common good of our of of our community. And so this gives them a chance to do that. So right. we we had eighty projects. We had close to two thousand people mm -hmm. from probably every part of our city. Right. And and so so for me, one of the things about this last year was during COVID, we shut down our right. opening and closing part. So we do an opening kickoff event right. and a closing luncheon. And this year right. we we implemented that back again. And this year we started we started at Fullerton College and ended at Fullerton College. And right. And it just was a, it was. First of all, fun to be back in mm. with in a public event to see that many people in one space mm -hmm. together was was really fun. And I think people like for me, that was probably the biggest event that I've been in um, from the lot from during our COVID days. So mm -hmm. so that was a highlight seeing everybody having a great time. Mm -hmm. We had a food vendor that a, a nonprofit in our city that that ha that's 
just starting their right. their 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 role in our city and they have this beautiful mm-hmm. food truck and they provided breakfast burritos for everybody that right. were really good and that was fun mm-hmm. and then at, at our luncheon we had the Fullerton Collaborative which mm-hmm. is basically made up of the nonprofits in our city mm-hmm. they were there with booths mm-hmm. at lunchtime saying hey these are the needs in our city these are volunteer opportunities and and here you have this group of people that are already community minded because they've volunteered to to right. give their day. So it was it was a great win, and that was the first time for us to do that piece. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about the future mm-hmm. because I tell people, and I've been telling people for nine years now mm-hmm. that this is not about that day, mm-hmm. even though I think that day is a great day. Anytime you see all the all the different organizations and all the different um, sectors of the city come together in a in a meaningful way for mm-hmm. the good of our community. That's a beautiful day. Right. But it's still a day. And, mm-hmm. and our goal is to introduce people how you can make a difference all year long. Right. And so that's why we had all these other organizations there. So it's not just OC United, although we want to invite people into what we're doing because we feel like we're doing good stuff and we have lots of ways for people to be involved, but we want to help people to find their niche and their passions so that they can make a difference all year. Right. And, and we're beginning to really see that happen. And one more story, if I can mm-hmm. tell. Of so, so one of the things that we've always done is we've worked with our, our, um, with the city and their parks and trails. It's, and it's through the city maintenance department where, where we did beautification of some of the trails and mm-hmm. some of the parks in our city. And last year during COVID, we, we, made, we, we shared the opportunity that if you would like to adopt this trail or this park, um, mm-hmm. that you could come back and continue to help us because the city was in need, their staff was pretty depleted. And so mm-hmm. they, they found just getting the trash emptied at these parks was, was very challenging for them with the staff that they had. So. Believe it or not, we actually did have people that participated in the event. Mm -hmm. Then they came back and they signed up. And so here they are a year and plus days ahead where they still go back every month. And this whole team of volunteers go and clean these trails, Mm -hmm. work in these parks, clean them, maintain them, take care of them, love them in that sense. And and so for me, um, one of the leaders I was talking to about going to this trail, she said, well, we really don't need... There's not really anything to do there because we're going there every month and we're taking care of this. Right. And so I said, well, what if you go somewhere else? Let's pick another location. Right. So anyways, that was really fun for me to see, mm-hmm. hey, this. So if we work ourselves out of a job because we've got people in caring all scattered mm-hmm. all over the city, that would be that would be a wonderful problem. Right. Um, so so those were for me a couple of the highlights. Right. Um, and that event has some real effects yeah. after it's yeah. over continues you know? right and i said one more so go ahead <laughs> i continue still to this day i'm getting calls from social workers mm-hmm. from our city right. so our city every city has a code enforcement department right and this is in the community development department so when there's if you have a neighbor perhaps you know maybe the house is is the outside is overgrown, it's not being maintained very well, or there's a lot of debris and garbage and whatnot on the outside. Or sometimes it's just inside and someone can't take care of that. Um, It goes to the city, then the city 
writes code violations and they get fined and they, they need to take care of this thing. So I'm having organizations, social workers and county workers are actually calling us and saying, hey, we've got this person that lives at this location. Can you help? So so right now I'm planning to do a summer Love Fullerton event where we right. just get where we just invite volunteers to come because I'm just getting a stack of of these needs that are coming to us. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to just try to find volunteers. So we'll promote it through Love Fullerton website, through mm-hmm. our, our social media circles. We'll pick a day, probably in July. Mm-hmm. And we'll just invite a team of 100, 150 people to come and work on probably like 10 different sites where we'll come right. to some of these homes. It's painting, it's cleaning. Um, I just had a group from multiple colleges this last mm-hmm. weekend and we worked at two projects. So I get groups that reach out to us like that. Mm-hmm. So I, all these projects seem to find us now. And, right. and so we just, again, it's just an access to, maybe I'll reach out to Fullerton College and say, hey, right. you guys, we need 20 volunteers who can come and help this home. Mm-hmm. So, so those are ongoing things that are, that are really helping, helping make a difference in our city. Right, right. And that's just remarkable work that's being yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Very, mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. <laughs> so you already touched on this, but what, so for people who want to get involved year-round, maybe they missed this year's event, yeah. um, what are some resources that you would tell them to reach out to? Um, maybe with OC United or, or apart from OC United yeah. that need volunteers and that need donations yeah so you can always go to Mm ocunited.org and uh, we have a whole volunteer section and we have a a gal that's on our staff who will Mm -hmm. walk with you try to meet with you help you to identify what are where's your passion what you what would you what's Mm -hmm. your availability what kind of things would you like to be a part of and so she'll try to match you up with us right um fullerton college i'm a part of i'm a part of fullerton collaborative Mm -hmm. i'm a part of their board i'm the um, co-chair of that. And so I work with that. And so that's, that's a collaboration of, I don't know, 50 to 60 nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. And so, so you can contact Fullerton College or Fullerton Collaborative, and then mm-hmm. we'll help you connect with one of the many partners that we have that, that are organizations that all need help and, and work in our city. Got and it. so that, so that's one of the ways. Love, um, if you would join us on social media. So, either Instagram or, or Facebook, Love mm-hmm. Fullerton. Um, you can get connected. As I said, we'll be promoting, we'll be putting um, communication out on, on the summer um, event that we'll do and other, other things that come, that come become available. Right. So, so there's uh, under the Fullerton collaborative, there's a lot of great organizations and partners mm-hmm. that are in our city. Um, some of like Pathways of Hope that are organizations that have been in the city for close, I think close to 50 years mm-hmm. working in homelessness. And, and so Hoya Scholar, Solidarity, I, there's just so many organizations and all of us are nestled under the Fullerton Collaborative together where we're trying to, mm-hmm. we're trying to actually do collaborative work as well mm-hmm. with between our organizations. So we have a next gen working with the youth in our city, at-risk youth in our community with multiple organizations. So we are working together in that environment. That's a great place for someone to check out, Fullerton Collaborative. Mm -hmm. um, And that would introduce you to all these different entities and organizations in our community as well. So there's plenty of ways to get involved if people want to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So thank you for explaining all of that. Um, I think the listeners will be very enlightened to know how much community work is being done through OC United and other um, nonprofits. Um, But who do you think that we need to have on this podcast, maybe to talk about this issue more or anything else that you think needs attention in Fullerton? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I would... I would refer to some of my our fellow organizations that I just referred to. I think I think each one of them does really good work and and they're going to be addressing different issues and challenges that are here in the city. Um, You know, we have our specialties. We're one of the one of the unique organizations that's working with aged out foster youth Mm -hmm. and the community organizing work that we're doing. There's, there's actually, at the, I mentioned this grant that we were working with. There's, there's two other sites in our city that are doing the exact same thing. So we actually have three organizations that are working together um, right. in different parts of our city, but in, mm-hmm. you know, in um, at-risk neighborhoods or, you know, under-resourced communities that are there. And so each one of them would be, it would be an interesting to bring one of those organizations, a community organizer to come in from one of those neighborhoods mm-hmm. and talk about what they've learned, how they've empowered people. That, that would be, I think, really interesting. And I, you know, so there's, so there's three organizations there. Our um, OC United has a group, we, they call them um, United Voices mm-hmm. of Valencia Park. And so, so Gabby could bring a couple of her team members to come. There's mm-hmm. one with the Center for Healthy Neighborhoods, which right. is in the Richmond neighborhood. And mm-hmm. that's um, that's an organization that was started by Cal State Fullerton mm-hmm. and uh, through through their department. And they now run and they're in that community. They have an organization that would come. And Woodcrest has an organization that would be an interesting them where they've completed their work, mm-hmm. but they're still continuing to advocate and uh and our city council meetings and and really trying to be a voice for mm-hmm. their communities. And then all three of those organizations, we're all working together as well. What can we learn from each other? How we how can we um, collectively have even greater impact as we try to um, impact policy changes mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> at a at a city level? Right. Other other nonprofit organizations leaders would be great interviews, and I would be happy to refer any of them through the collaborative. Right. I know I'm a part of a group that's called the Fullerton Act. Fullerton Act is a is mm-hmm. a network of, of Christian faith communities that are trying to work together for the good of the city. Right. Encouraging each other, trying trying to get people out of their silos and ha- what what why don't we all work together? And, right. and so there there's just a lots of Mm-hmm. opportunities, lots of great groups in the city that mm-hmm. this really is an amazing city as far as collaboration is concerned. So I think you'll you'll not have any trouble finding um, meaningful conversations about people doing good work in the city. So, right. so we're, we're really fortunate. For sure. Thank you so much for sharing the resources and the work that you do. And thank you for doing the work that you do. We are so glad to have you on this podcast and share this with any person who's interested in learning more about nonprofits and volunteering in the city. So again, thank you so much for being here today. And that is the end of this podcast. Alrighty, that is the end of today's podcast. Fullertonians, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Fulton Observer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to keep up with the latest Fullerton news. Full-length stories of all our headlines are available on the Fulton Observer website, or you can subscribe to the print edition that gets mailed to your home every two weeks. 
You can also donate to support local journalism on our website. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email ads at FultonObserver.com. If you have any ideas for who we should interview next, email contact at FultonObserver.com or DM us on social media. Special thanks to Jay Williams for the interview. Adrian Mesa and Jackson Henry edit the podcast. Bianca Bravo manages communications. And I'm Arush Naveed, your host.